Are you looking for inspiration and words of wisdom so you can go out and launch your own business? This is the Lost and Founded podcast, bringing you raw and relatable stories of successful entrepreneurs, committed startups and personal experiences that are here to inspire, inform and influence. My name is Amanda. And I'm Nicola. And in today's episode, we're welcoming a very special guest who's really shaking things up in the creative industry. From finding his feet in business and management to exploring the world of illustration and graphic design, our guest today has reached a social platform of over 50,000 followers on Instagram, with global clients ranging from London, Nigeria and New York. To top things off, our guest today is a huge advocate for strengthening his hard and soft business skills by being awarded funding through our Spark and Fuel programs and participating in our RISE program for underrepresented founders. So without further ado, I'd love to welcome David Odolapo, founder of Daft Duff Art. Hi, David. How are you? Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for that wonderful intro. I feel honored. First of all, I want to say it's an honor to be here. As a fan of the Lost and Founded podcast, it's, it's, it's very pleasant company to be in. And yeah, it's a wonderful job on the intro. Thank you very much. No worries. No, it's a pleasure to have you with us today as well. But let's just go back to right to the beginning. So for those who haven't yet heard of Daft Duff Art, could you just tell us a bit more about your story and why you went about starting it? Well, it's I mean, I've told the story a lot of times, but every time I'm asked to tell it, it feels like something completely new. But I draw and I draw well. That's the short um, version of it. But (laughs) I guess I could say I I wasn't always, you know, the best at it. Growing up, for as long as I can remember, I've always done my best to, you know, keep my hands busy with drawing. I've practiced it, honed it to perfection. It's not perfect yet, obviously. I've just, it's a saying. But um, yeah, I've, I've done my best to keep tending to that talent that I have in, in terms of art. You know, I believe God gives everybody a gift. And blessed is the man who can find out what that gift is in due time. And I'm grateful that I was able to, you know, discover that that was my gift from a very early age. And so, you know, it, I've kept at it and kept doing it, but originally from Nigeria. I grew up in, you know, very much a Nigerian setting and the type of art I was into at the time, you know, it wasn't like given as much prestige as you would imagine. It was like cartoons and more recreational and in the in the country, you know, the entertainment or creative arts industry didn't have legs to stand on at the time, unless you were going into writing or publishing or something, you know, so our, I just had the mentality. I grew up with the mentality that this wasn't going to take me anywhere, art in itself so but thankfully I thank God for the for the chance that blessed my father to be able to send me abroad to study and while I was here I was able to take time to really focus on myself because I was learning education I was getting educated in things like business like I studied business and management but I was graced to have the time to actually look within and find out what I was really good at and you know i just defaulted to what I've always been good at, quote unquote, which was art. So while studying for business, I was getting the critical knowledge, you know, critical thinking knowledge about how to organize things, manage resources, manage people and manage what I could do, essentially. And at the time, I was also starting a social media platform. I decided to post my art online, look at how I could, you know, build a presence online. But it was mostly a hobby. But, you know, learning about business and management, how to effectively, you know, look at a market and how to effectively 
make the most out of all your resources. I applied that to social media, you know, it's like found trends from what people liked and what I was doing, found trends to the type of people that liked what I was doing. And I found how to tailor my content to actually target those people, get my art in front of the right kind of people and, you know, build a following and build an audience that was organically growing, I guess, itself. Because I put out the content, but they like it, they share it as well. They send it to their friends, they send it to their friends' friends. And that built a following for myself. So by the time I finished with my business degree, I had a fully functioning, should I say, business for myself to the point where I can proudly say I did not look for employment when I came out of uni. So I just continued doing what I was doing and built it to where it is today. So yeah, I think that's pretty much the journey. That's amazing to hear a journey. And I know you said that obviously when you started off, when you were back home in Nigeria, that you weren't really sure where illustration was going to take you and it wasn't really as appreciated as it maybe is now. How did you actually manage to sort of still find your way to navigate through that, which, you know, there could have been criticism or different things that maybe you thought, especially as a younger you, you were like, oh, I don't know whether that's really the best thing to do. How did you actually overcome that and think, you know what, this is what I want to do. This is where I'm going. Absolutely. I cannot thank God enough for the people in my life because I I believe people did play a huge factor in that because when I think back at it and I talk about opposition because people ask, what are the hardships that you faced when getting to where you are? I realize upon reflection that I was my biggest enemy in terms of like not thinking I could do this, you know, because as I grew, like I said, I shared it online. People were interacting with it. People were following. People were sharing it. People were liking it. You know, people, what I was getting from people was that this is something amazing. But I kept telling myself because that's what I grew up thinking. You know, I was in my own head about it too much that this isn't a stable career path. This isn't going to be what provides for you and a potential family. This isn't what's going to, this isn't sustainable because, you know, that's something, that's a word that comes up when studying business management, sustainability. And, you know, those kind of thoughts kept, um, uh, should I say, limiting me from thinking of what more ways I can use this talent of mine to benefit not just myself, but society. So, yeah, I have to admit it was more the more I interacted with people, the more people, uh, you know, had positive things to say to me, especially the people I let into my life, because you, you can't it's not everyone you let into your life that always going to be positive but for sure it's only the people you let into your life that can actually influence you so I'm grateful that the people in my life at the time you know encouraged me to see what I had and what I could do with what I had and yeah that really helped me to make the strides I made. Yeah I totally agree I mean the power of not even just networking but having a supportive network around you can really take your business from A to B in ways that you know you, you wouldn't really expect. But um, even even just talking about social media, I know that Instagram is your biggest platform so far yeah. for I guess, putting your work out there and getting to know people, getting to I guess know clients essentially. But is there a reason as to why maybe you didn't use like Twitter or LinkedIn or any other sort of platform like those nowadays? I will say that. It wasn't always targeted. You know, this was very much a hobby that I was doing. And at the time, I only had like an Instagram for my personal page. That's where most of my friends were. I was on Facebook a while ago, but like that, you know, Facebook is Facebook. And so, you know, on Instagram, I just decided to make a second page where I shared my art and that grew 
but yeah, like you said, you know, understanding the power of social media today, as I increased my business knowledge, I knew it was necessary to spread, spread my wings, spread, uh, get a network out there. So I also have a Twitter page. I think that's, I just got, I just got 12,000 followers on Twitter. Some of them have bled through from Instagram, of course, but I've made, I've made a presence on there as well. I have a YouTube page that is dormant now, but surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly, you see the power of social media because people find me on, like you've asked the question, why are you there? Why is you here? Are you there? Are you there? People that find me on Instagram look everywhere as well. So they still subscribe to my YouTube, even though I'm not um, active on there. And uh, because of Instagram is under the Facebook family, when I post on Instagram, it posts to the Facebook page as well. So that's also uh, growing over there. And LinkedIn is um, mm, a work in progress. I will say, <laughs> I will say it's a work in progress. But um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, absolutely. Social media is a very powerful tool in this uh, day and age. And um, I have done my best as an individual to have a presence on the most major platforms. Yeah. So we, I guess, would you suggest to almost like grow one platform first? make that yours own it and then people will find you on the absolutely absolutely like you know i guess just like what we said you know if you're big somewhere they're gonna look on other platforms that they're on as well to check if you're there and if you're there even if you're not active they're gonna you know follow you because that's the platform they use so i understandably i grew a massive platform quote unquote on instagram and that has bled into other you know platforms as well because i can have one follower following me on the numerous platforms so yeah there's a benefit in focusing directing that focus on one platform for a while I, I think that's a benefit in itself that's really good I think that's important for a lot of people to realize that you don't have to just be having an account everywhere and expect everywhere to be having all these followers it can take time to yeah. really build it up and obviously since you know things going on and everything has kind of been online you know being creative online can be quite a difficult thing how have you managed to sort of maintain that over the last few times especially given lockdown have you found it as a challenge or has it really worked to your advantage well that's the thing you know something I kept telling myself when this lockdown thing started was more people are at home more people are on their phones more people are online this is the time to actually get content out there and I experienced like a great level of growth in that time because it's what I was, you know, mostly doing. As far as, as far as pressure goes, other artists I knew because they were working as well full time. They found uh, they had more time, so they as well were putting out content. So like, you know, there's now competing with other artists. Uh, obviously, I don't want to brood any bad blood or nothing, but like, you know, that it is what it is. You know, there your people are doing similar things to you have more time they're also putting content out there so you as well you have to do what you can to capture people's attention and so yeah it it was a bit of work to have to you know do more to get more people's attention but the fact that you know people weren't able to go anywhere you know you had their undivided attention at a point in time was very valuable resource i was able to see the silver lining and the cloud of the lockdowns. Yeah, it is. That is me missing the question. I don't know. I don't know if I answered the question, but like, no, yeah, that's what I think. Don't worry. Yeah. 
Thank no, you. I love that. I love the fact that you said you saw a silver lining, I guess, in the lockdown, which is something that a few people have struggled with. Obviously, everyone has their own, I guess, personal interpretation of what what it was going to be like. And we just had no idea as to what to expect and where your yeah. business was going to take you. But I guess in that same kind of light, you mentioned, obviously, when you sort of started Duff Duff Art, that you can kind of be your biggest enemy, especially when things are taking off, like you have no idea where they're going to go and almost start doubting yourself. So how do you kind of overcome the feeling of not feeling good enough in your successes? Oh, I don't know. I feel like it's, <laughs> it's, I don't know. I feel like it's something that, especially if you're a very humble person like myself, if you're, I'm an extremely humble person. So if you say I'm always... <laughs> I'm always going to I'm always going to find myself struggling to not put my best foot forward or struggling to put my best foot forward, especially when, you know, oh, that was a joke, by the way, that extremely humble thing for listeners out there. I, I am humble, but like not not a fake humble. It's like a real humble. You know, it's 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 still a joke. Let me just go back to the question. But yeah, you know, you, you find yourself in a position um, where you look at the others in your industry, you look at your peers, you look at people who are doing what they're doing and they seem to have a handle on things, you know, we're like, it's, it's worth understanding that, you know, everyone is, you know, we're all human beings. Everyone is equal. Chances are you're seeing them in a good position, but you don't know what they've been through. You don't know what they've had to go through. People lose people in life. People have hard times in life. People, you know, absolutely. Everything isn't always peaches and cream or roses every day. And I'm not saying it's to then, you know, you have to tell yourself people are going through hard times to, you know, pick yourself up. No, but it's it's worth knowing that no one has the full answer. Like, to what's today? Okay, let me not use the date because this is a podcast thing. But, you know, you, no one has seen today before. You know, everyone is seen today for the first time, same as you. No one has seen tomorrow. You're all going to enter tomorrow at the same time. Nobody has, like, a, a clear picture of what's coming, you know. So it's it's worth cutting yourself some slack and understanding that you know just like everyone you have a choice to make you have a chance to make the right decision towards building something you know that that's going to make or break the future for you not to put pressure on anybody but like it just to give you a chance to step back and really realize that you shouldn't put too much pressure on yourself in times like these you know it's a lot to deal with you know especially if on social media everyone's putting everything they they can out there they get an award here they put it up they get an opportunity there they put it up you know but you, you see your peers you know doing amazing things more power to them and you know it, it makes sometimes the first reaction I know I know people that their first reaction is to make it about themselves and be like oh I should be here or I should be there or I should have done this by now I should have done that by now but um you know I want I want to encourage you to see us as an opportunity to see where you can get to and even where you can go beyond, you know, because these opportunities come every day and it's just about making the most of them. I've forgotten the question. Is it okay for me to ask what the question was? <laughs> you answered the question. Oh, did I? Oh, okay. Then. You, oh, did. you did. I think it's important because you obviously mentioned social media and the fact that people always put their best foot forward, but that's not real life, you know? And I guess feeling like you're not good enough is actually everybody in some kind of way feels like they're not good enough. It's just that not everybody is humble enough to put that out there all the time yeah, yeah. of the nature of social media. So yeah, it, it makes sense. Absolutely. 
but not to say that you should if you want to feel better you should say oh he's probably going through hard times (laughs) not 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 to say that you should think that but like yeah No, fair enough. And obviously, since you've done so much, to be honest, like you've been on our spa program as well, you've been on Fuel, you've been on Rise, and you've had your own personal successes, which have been great. But which so far would you say is the one where you think, yes, I made it, I did it? What is the top success so far? I know that's probably a hard question, but I'm sure you can pick one. Personally, what I think is a success, it's a success is different for it. Some people might say success is the biggest award they've gotten or the biggest um, opportunity. Some people say success is you know, triumphing a personal struggle. You know, if you had a personal struggle and you beat that struggle, that's success to somebody. Somebody might see success as, you know, building someone else up. If you look at success, you ask yourself, what, what is success to me? That's, a, that's your question to me right now. And like you said, it's okay if I don't say spark or fuel. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, okay. Don't, don't mind me. Personally, with what I've done, I'm a hobbyist. I was a hobbyist for a while in terms of this art thing. So one big success I would say is I went from a hobbying fan artist to the lead artist for a convention centered around one of my favorite animes in the world under the space of one to two years because of social media okay so this is called kamea khan kamea you know if you follow me you know i like dragon ball i love dragon ball z and i do art um, related to that anime and i was sharing my art online for a while then the team behind the event reached out personally and they said we love what you do we love what you what you put out and we want you to be the lead artist for this next convention and i was i don't know how the i didn't i just that was god at work i, I knew it was nothing but you know, the grace of God that brought that opportunity. But for somebody who just started sharing his work as a fan, you know, as a hobbyist, for, for that kind of opportunity to come, not just like a featured artist. They didn't say just come put up a stand, put up a stand or share some flyers or something. They wanted me to be the lead artist. And, you know, that, that opportunity came. Unfortunately, this was also just, just as COVID hit. So the convention was canceled. I couldn't, I was to fly to the States for the convention, but COVID happened and that put a stick in that plan. But despite that, I think that was my, that was one of the greatest moments of my life. You know, not just the recognition that came with it, but the opportunity to have that kind of impact on an anime that has, and has such a positive impact on me as well. It was a great, great, fulfilling experience of my life. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your TED talk. <laughs> now I really love that, and I love the fact that you mentioned that. Obviously, you said you're a hobbyist as well. You mean you love someone that loves to to do things, which is great. Um, so one of the questions that we like to ask some of our entrepreneurs or guest speakers is, "What were you actually like growing up, and has this had an impact on your success today?" You know what? I, I recently answered a question like it was like an icebreaker question in the meeting I was in. They were like, oh, as a kid, what did you dream to be? And, you know, how far have you come along with that dream? Even, I kid you not, even till, even up until last week, I dream of being Spider-Man. Okay, wait, wait. <laughs> you, can't, you can't see that. How far have you come with this dream? <laughs> okay, let me, let, me, let me land. Let me land. I'm getting there. Obviously, you see Spider-Man. You, see the, you think of the spider powers swinging through the city, you know, super strength, super speed and all that things. And, you know, you just like as a kid, you know, you want that. You want that, that feeling. And uh, growing up, 
when I answered the question in that meeting, no shame. I still said it. I still dream of being Spider-Man. But the definition of Spider-Man has changed for me in the sense that, you know, you see him swinging through the city. Through the, it looks really choreographed in a very nice way. And for me, that represents freedom. You know, the way he's so free swinging, you know, through the sky looking really awesome like that. There was a freedom that, of expression that came with that. And, you know, one of the beautiful things about art is that, you know, freedom to have a thought and being able to put it on paper. You know, the better you are at art at expressing yourself, that's, you know, that's the rawest form of expression. You can put what's in your mind or in your heart down on paper and being able to share it on a platform that can catch use of millions. Wow. Amen. Millions. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a great, I feel, um, I felt that was a great source of freedom. Spider-Man is a superhero. I, I didn't necessarily dream of saving people or nothing like that, but he is somebody that, you know, when people talk about Spider-Man, Spider-Man is on the scene. People feel safer. People feel happier because he brings joy to children and adults alike, like myself. And I may not have superpowers or, you know, the agility or the nice spandex but i have had the opportunity to hear back from people who have seen me and you know have personally told me i've helped reignite their passion i've helped them you know know that they can be more with their talents in terms of art anyway people who had similar backgrounds to myself they grew up in countries that didn't have you know see a spotlight on art and they've seen my journey from you know people who've been longtime followers and they've been like yeah we, we, we saw where you grew from where you started where you are now it's very inspirational I, I feel like I can do better and you know what's a hero if not someone who can let an ordinary like uh, an average person know that they can be more as well you know so when I reflected in that way that dream of being Spider-Man you know in terms of that freedom and the ability to inspire that ability to be cool, that ability to be a symbol. And I see that being reflected in my life today. I think it's uh, it's absolutely the answer to the question you asked. <laughs> yeah, you did answer it. Um, as somebody who loves Spider-Man, I really appreciate that analogy. And I really like how you took it from, obviously lots of kids are always like, oh, I want to be Spider-Man or a superhero. But yeah. you made it realistic where it's like, okay, he can obviously fly about, you know, he's just free to do what he wants. And that's what you are now. You're sort of doing as you want with your business. You know, you are your own boss. So what does it meant to you being your own boss? And have you ever thought about just you know, besides keeping Daft Duff around, doing a normal nine to five job and how that could help you? Or are you really focused on just being your own boss and building up Daft Duff to, well, Spider-Man level? <laughs> okay, not to, I don't know, I'm going to sound like a, I got a tinfoil hat that I don't wear around, but education prepares you to join the workforce. Absolutely. I feel like for one of the, I studied business and management and all throughout the time there, I was thinking, okay, with all these things I'm learning, I'm going to be able to join somebody's business and manage their resources for them in the right way. I'm being equipped to carry somebody else's legacy. You know, when you go, I feel like going through the academic system, just, you know, unless I guess you study entrepreneurial courses or something like that, you know, it just prepares you to join an already existing system. It doesn't necessarily, you know, encourage you to immediately think of starting something for yourself but I, I coming out of you know that system that school that education knowing that I had built something over time it was a pleasant surprise as well I didn't I wasn't necessarily 
intentional about building a business, but like, I'm happy that all those times grinding and putting out content on social media, you know, created this wonderful platform that I have today that I can, you know, manage and organize into, into what it is. I've appreciated that. Did I work nine to five jobs? Yeah. Yeah. While in uni, obviously, you know, it's to keep funds, you know, I, I had a, a job somewhere and, you know, while doing that, you know, I had a wonderful time getting to, you know, talk with people, work with people and, you know, follow instructions and work. I was a wonderful, I got awards as well. I have to say that this is a cheeky plug, but I got uh, awards while an employee of the month. I think I got that twice while, where I was working. And, you know, like, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm really good at following orders. And when I had to then give myself orders, it was a different story. You know, being an entrepreneur is, is being your own boss is, isn't as, you know, anyone will tell you it's not as secure as, you know, working a job where, you know, okay, all I have to do is follow instructions and I can expect a paycheck by the end of the week or by the end of the month. You know, there's that guarantee for that. But, you know, being your own boss, you have to create your own content. You have to talk with your suppliers, talk with your partners, talk with your, you know, work with your, you know, resources and put them in the right place, give yourself your own deadlines and everything like that. Even though, yes, uni prepares you for that in a way, you know, working, you know, yourself, giving yourself a, you know, steady routine that you can follow to execute any plan you have. In real life, it's sometimes scary, I will say. And it has been some time to adjust, but I think I have a steady enough flow that I can adhere to, to allow me to do this, you know, own boss type of thing well enough. Again, I feel like I haven't answered the question well enough. But like, I, I don't know why. Just <laughs> constantly feel that. Answered the question, honestly, I think there's something very unique about being your own boss that, you know, everybody has a completely different attachment to the idea of it. And I guess being your own boss doesn't look like anything in particular. As you said, you want employee of the month. And oh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> twice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it, it really does mean something to different people. It's what meaning that you attach to and, you know, your experience in life that actually helps you to attach that meaning to being your own boss. Obviously, we've spoken a lot about your mindset. We've spoken about you trying to be Spider-Man. So what's next for Daft Duff Art? Like, what's, what's next for your business? Oh, this is a two-part, I think, because I also wanted to talk about that. And I wanted to say that, thank God I didn't talk about it in our last um and the last question, but for sure, this is going to be a long one. Please, uh, if you want, you can step out, get some coffee, pause, and just come back and uh, prepare or, 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 or some popcorn if you're, you know, if you listen to podcasts recreationally. But uh, yeah, expansion, that's the next thing. For so long, I've been doing this thing on my own. You know, it's just been me. It's been uh, me putting out content, me creating things and me interacting with followers and supporters alike, you know, getting them used to me and everything. But I've been attending a lot of seminars. I've been attending a lot of webinars. I've spoken to, you know, people in the industry, people who consume content as well. And I've come to understand that, you know, beyond the lack of representation, you know, people want, you know, stories that they can relate to more. You know, I, I appreciate that. You know, I've said Spider-Man, you know, the, we have to understand that, you know, as a character in himself, you know, Spider-Man, everyone knows Peter Parker is a, is a white man. 
And uh, thankfully, there's, you know, a black Spider-Man, Miles Morales, my guy, big ups to my homie. And, you know, that that is itself is representation to some degree. But, you know, from my background as well, from Africa, you know, we something I like I said, because the industry wasn't given enough props, it wasn't seen as, you know, some something that can go somewhere in that continent, in the greater continent. I feel like with where I am, with the doors God has opened for me, with the things I'm able to do and the connections I've made, I feel like it's beyond uh, uh, it's beyond a duty now. I think it's purpose that I should use what I have to actually put that spotlight, create that um, representation for my country, for my continent in the on the global spotlight. And you know, so I am doing what I can right now to educate myself, get the right kind of people in my team to take Daft of Art into like becoming a global studio, the likes of which the world has never seen, creating original stories that, you know, represent um, views, represent cultures, represent ideologies that, you know, have Africa at its heart, you know, not, not to, obviously not to deny anyone else from doing that in any other underrepresented backgrounds, but I have to rep my set, you know, you know what it is. So um, yeah, as far as my um, next plans go, I want to become a studio, you know, with a proper team that pr uh, brings out content, content that, you know, I can be proud of, Africa can be proud of, and the world can be proud of as a result of that. So that's absolutely uh, my next set of goals, yeah. That's amazing. And I love that you keep Africa or, you know, Nigeria and home at the heart of everything you're doing and what you're thinking. I grew up in Kenya, so I'm just like, yes, go Africa as well. So we love to see <laughs> I will definitely it. support that one. Love to see it. Love to hear it. And obviously, you probably have a lot of advice. You've had so many experiences. But if you, you know, for our listeners, if you had to give one piece of advice to any people, you know, looking to start a business or who've just recently started their own business, listening to this podcast right now, what would you say is the most effective thing you could tell them right now where they're going to think, you know what, Daft Duff told me that I'm going to go use that? See, I answered this question last week and I was like, I'm going to write this down so I can answer this this week, you know, this podcast, but like, I'm pulling up a blank now. I didn't write it down. So first of all, you got to write things down. That's the first <laughs> thing I'll say. Um, um, I would say, wow. Okay, first thing I would say is uh, do your do the best you can to do the best you can. You know, that's that's a repetition. Some might think one is redundant, but that's, you know, you got to say it that way so it, so it sticks. I'm going to do my best to do my best. You know, I think that's something that um, should always be at the back of one's mind. You know, like I said, even though I've gone into entrepreneur, entrepreneurship, and, and enterprise, <laughs> even though I've gone into enterprise, you know, while I was working for somebody, I tried my, I put my best foot, I tried my best to put my best foot forward there, got employee of the month, you know, and, and, and even though I knew I wanted to be my own boss, eventually, you know, wherever you find yourself, you should try your best to be as engaged as you can. I'm very active in my church as well. You know, I do my best to use my talents in the church, help us grow our social profiles and whatnot. And, you know, it's, 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 I've gotten, to learn a lot that I've applied to my business from that relationship with my church, from the roles I hold in there. 
And um, absolutely, I've learned a lot from not just um, what I've learned in uni with my colleagues, but you know, partaking in the fuel and the spark awards, I've learned a lot from those experiences. So I would say that you should try your best to be in the moment in every moment you find yourself and don't don't I've been in places that I, I I absolutely did not want to be in like I've attended events or seminars that have just been like I don't I could be doing something better with my time but I sat through it and I made sure that even if even in the more even in the times that I feel I shouldn't be here whatever I could take from it I made sure I at least took something from it you know, even if it's one conversation with somebody, if it's a seminar you're attending, try your best to be in the moment because there's going to be something because I believe God puts us in places for reasons, you know, so whatever you can, wherever you can, wherever you find yourself, whatever you can take from it, do your best to take that from it. That was long winded, so you might have to snip that, you know, take whatever quotes you want from there. I've done my time. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, David, that was actually amazing. Um, I think what I really took from what you said was that you're proactive in you being an entrepreneur. That's not the only thing you've been entrepreneurial in doing. Like you've been innovative in other things that you've done. You've been uh, helping out other people with their own aspirations and those sort of things. I think it's really important as an entrepreneur to always continue to learn and I guess not to assume that you know it all, but to learn through everything that you've been doing. But Honestly, that's all we have time for today, David, but thank you so much for everything. Um, if our listeners would like to find out more about Daft Off Arts and everything that you're getting up to, where can they find you? Absolutely, you know, you can, you know, shoot me a DM on Instagram, probably get back to you in two to three business weeks. But, um, <laughs> you know, Instagram, Twitter, you know, my social handles are, are all there. And um, absolutely, email as well is over there. I'm building a website. That's a place where you could be like a central hub for everything you need to know about me. I've got my link tree. That's everything as well you can you know hear about me from. And I'll be on podcasts as well that I'll be more than happy to be putting my voice out there. I feel like I've learned a lot and um, I can say a lot because I've learned a lot. As you may have noticed today, I say a lot. So yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, David. And thank you everybody for listening to today's episode. I also hang around Oxford Brooks, so <laughs> catch me in Oxford Brooks in the halls. Nowadays, they don't let you in without an ID. I don't have an ID, but I have my ways. <laughs> Just lurking around at Oxford Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Lost and Founded podcast. If you liked this episode, make sure to head over to Instagram and let us know how you found it at Lost and Founded Pod. With new episodes being released every Thursday, you'll be ready to continue taking steps to bring your ideas to life. Wherever you listen to your podcast, be sure to follow and be notified about more inspiring stories and experiences. That's all for now and we'll see you next week.